Welcome to the Crown Council Mentor of the Month program. This is Steve Anderson. Over the next few minutes, we're very excited to introduce and review dozens of resources that you may or may not be aware of that can positively impact you, your team, and your practice. You'll want to review and re-review the contents of this program as it's packed with ideas and resources that will be a great help to you over the months and years ahead as you continue to develop a successful practice. In addition, we'll reveal today some specifics that the practice down the street does not have that can give you a significant competitive advantage in your marketplace. Now let me share with you the van ride across town that made my head turn and gave me a totally new perspective on creating a culture of success. Like you, I'm a big believer in the mastermind concept that two or more minds working together in harmony for a common purpose are more powerful than the sum of the parts. It's the philosophy that one plus one can equal a thousand or more. Because of that, I participate in several mastermind-like groups, some of which are outside the dental industry, in order to stay fresh, explore new ideas, and break new ground. A couple of years ago, I hosted a multi-industry mastermind group here in Dallas. At the suggestion of one of the members, we rented a van and drove across town to spend a few hours on an afternoon visiting a call center. That's right, a call center that does customer service calls for hospitals and medical practices all over the country. Now, I'll have to admit that I was less than enthused about going, but since the majority of the group was interested, I went along in the spirit of teamwork. When we pulled up to the business, which was housed in an old vacated Walmart store building, I was even less than impressed. But what transpired over the course of the next two hours changed my whole perspective on business and the culture of success. What we discovered as we walked through the halls, observed training meetings, and talked to team members was that in an industry that traditionally has a 90% annual employee turnover, this workplace had a 90% annual retention rate. There's a waiting list for people to get a job there. The team is so fiercely loyal that they willingly participate in extracurricular activities sponsored by the company for which there's no compensation. It was more like a family or a home than it was a place to work. But all that didn't happen by accident. It happened by design. This workplace is constantly voted one of the best places to work in its market and is on the list of Inc. Magazine's small giants. In the van ride back, there was a significantly different energy level than there was on the way there. It was almost as if a whole new world of possibilities had been opened up to us just by observing a highly energized work team of over 400 people who wanted to be there and were making significant contributions to the work environment to make it a great place to work. In interviewing team members over the years, I've never met anyone who did not want a great environment in which to work. It would be illogical for someone to say, you know, it really doesn't matter to me what the people are like that I work with. They can be as rude, inconsiderate, and abusive as they want. Just pay me well, and I'll be happy. Similarly, I've never met a dentist who didn't want a successful team and a successful culture in the practice. It's almost a given. What's not a given, however, is an understanding of what it really takes on everyone's part to create a culture of success. For decades, we've taught that 15% of your success comes 
from your clinical expertise and skill. Clinical excellence is the foundation to the practice of dentistry. You have to have it if you want to be successful. But 85% of your success comes from your ability to get people, like your team, your patients, and your community, to work together productively, to get along, to do what they ought to do, to say yes to you, your practice, your treatment recommendations, and your vision. Ironically, most spend a disproportionate amount of time on the clinical and far too little time on the people and the culture side of the practice. Just as there are systems for clinical excellence, there are systems for the culture of the practice. It's possible to create a culture of success by design. There's a methodology, a process, a system for doing it. That culture of success can be your success multiplier. With clinical expertise alone, your results will add up like 10 plus 10 equals 20. But when you combine clinical expertise with the multiplier of a culture of success, the results are not additional, they're exponential, like 10 times 10 equals 100. So what is culture? It's the ultimate combination of three things. One, your beliefs or the truths to which you personally subscribe and act on. They're the foundational principles on which you build your organization. Two, attitudes or your perspectives and views of the world around that that affect you and how you interact with others. And then three, your behaviors, how your beliefs and attitudes actually manifest themselves in your daily interactions with others. So those three things, beliefs, attitudes, and behaviors. So coming to a clear understanding of what those three things are is the first step towards consciously creating a culture of success. But understanding what success is in the first place might be in order. So most of us are familiar with accomplishment. In other words, we set a goal or a predetermined destination where we want to arrive in the future. We plan and we work towards that goal and we reach it. That is accomplishment. Success, however is the progressive realization of a worthy ideal. Let me say that again. Success is the progressive realization of a worthy ideal. An ideal is a standard, a way of living, or a way of being. While accomplishment is where we arrive, success is who we are and what we stand for when we arrive and every step along the way. The distinction's important because we often get fooled into focusing exclusively on accomplishment, thinking that it's success. It's not. Accomplishment on its own can lead to a Machiavellian, the ends justify the means type of approach. You may arrive at your destination all right, but be morally bankrupt when you do. There have been some well-publicized examples of that of late where we thought There were great business icons uh, that built great organizations that then crumbled when the truth of their approach was uncovered. Enron and the Madoff organizations come to mind, or how about the much-heralded seven-time winner of the Tour de France? Amazing accomplishment on the surface until we discovered the fraud and deceit that took place along the way. You can accomplish a lot without being successful. True success, on the other hand, lays the foundation for meaningful, long-lasting accomplishment. 
while there's always much work to do along the way to make sure we've laid the foundation of success with standards and values and continual work to be done on the road of accomplishment to define and redefine our direction, there are also specific things that can be done with success and accomplishment in mind that are critical ingredients to creating an ongoing culture of success in your practice. To that end, we recently introduced what we've called the seven pillars of creating a culture of success. After you've defined who you are as an organization and what you stand for, the seven pillars are things that you can do to perpetuate your culture, build it, and make it the backdrop of all your accomplishment so you accomplish a lot while at the same time being successful. So let's take a look at the seven pillars of success and what you do to implement them and the resources that are available from the Crown Council to help along the way. Pillar number one, orientation. Think about the last time you brought someone new on board. Most of the time we think that adding someone to the team is just that, addition. It's just adding one more person to the team. Consider this, however. Every additional person that you add to the team has a relationship with every other person on the team. And then every other person on the team has a relationship with that person. Then every person on the team has a perception of the relationship that that new person has with every other person on the team. In other words, the relationship dynamics start getting very complicated. Adding a new person is not addition. It's multiplication in terms of relationship dynamics. How you bring someone into the organization can impact their relationship with you, with every other team member, their behavior, their interaction with others, including your patients, and ultimately how long they stay. You know what they say about first impressions. They can last forever. At the outset, you have a choice. You can handle orientation one of two ways. Catfish style where the new team member has to basically figure things out on their own by bumping into stuff and going through the initial stages of work on your team by trial and error, or they can go through the initial stages of working in your organization with an orientation that is on purpose, where you give them a map, a compass, and a guide. In other words, there can be an entry process that will solidify and build the culture of success with every team member and every patient. The first pillar of creating a culture of success is introducing that culture by design to all your team members and especially your new team members so they know what's expected and what you strive for as an organization. Help them understand that. Don't let them figure it out on their own. Create your own orientation program. As you go about creating an orientation program for your team members, there are a number of resources available in the Crown Council that you might want to consider that will make the orientation job easier. First, create and introduce your office culture guide. The culture guide is a document that codifies in writing the behavioral standards on your team. It outlines the behavioral norms that are expected. We've created a sample practice culture guide that can be a starting point for you to develop your own. You can go to crowncouncil.org and type in culture guide in the search bar in the upper right-hand corner. The second listing should be Gold Mentor Classic Series. You can click on that link and look for the listing, Creating a Powerful Practice Culture. 
and you can download a sample, a sample practice culture guide that will give you a starting point for developing one of your own. Your culture guide can be a powerful tool to define, reinforce, and measure the quality of the environment in your office. You can use it to help new team members understand the behavior that you expect. You can use it ongoing with existing team members to help them remember what is expected and take their own corrective actions to stay on track with the culture you've defined. Part of your orientation can include a welcome package from the Crown Council designed specifically for new team members that includes several books written and published by the Crown Council that introduces some of the core values of success to which the Crown Council practices subscribe. For example, the welcome package includes a copy of the book See Deeper, which introduces the concept of being the best that you can be every day. The idea that being a 10 is a choice, not a condition. It also includes a copy of Born from Fire, which teaches that success is, is more often born from adversity, and a copy of On Eagle's Wings, which introduces some of our favorite quotes along with spectacular eagle photos. The welcome box also includes a t-shirt with the saying, happy to do it. It also includes instructions to visit the special Crown Council new team member orientation page at crowncouncil.tv that includes select skill of the week videos that will help a new team member grasp some of the basic values and beliefs that continue to be so important to your culture of success. Finally, we recommend that every new team member attend the Total Patient Service Total Immersion course, where they'll be trained in the essential skills of case acceptance and patient service that sets Crown Council practices apart. Now, those are just a few of the resources available as you create your own orientation process for your team. Pillar number two, communication. The next characteristic of a culture of success is clear and consistent communication with team members, patients, and the community. Contrast the team, for example, that finds everything out by accident or on the fly versus the team that depends on being in the know every step along the way. It's the difference between the team that can constantly be heard saying, no one ever tells me what's going on, and the team that finds everything out on purpose because the practice has a communication system that keeps everyone informed. As you develop the communication pillar, there are some resources and suggestions that will help in building strong and consistent communication in your practice. One, a consistent schedule of regular, purposeful meetings that include a daily morning opportunity meeting run by an agenda that helps the team identify the opportunities in each day for same-day treatment and a highly productive schedule. A model agenda can be found at crowncouncil.org. Search for morning opportunity meeting agenda, as well as watch the corresponding webinar entitled To Meet or Not to Meet. Next, a weekly team meeting that lasts at least an hour that focuses on identifying and working on areas of improvement for the practice. It's one of the key times for team communication where you work on the practice, not just in it. Then, a monthly team meeting 
where you review results for the month and work on more extensive team training. Your weekly and monthly team meetings can always include one of the many powerful team meetings produced by the Crown Council for this specific purpose. The Crown Council has produced a library of powerful team meetings available at crowncouncil.org that include a 7-12 to minute video on a specific team building topic complete with discussion questions and exercises for a quality team building activity. The next ingredient to building a strong communication pillar is training and retraining the entire team on key communication and verbal skills. Resources available, including the verbal skills training through the Skill of the Week, released each week, that keeps your team plugged into and using effective verbal and communication skills with patients and with each other. You can find the two most current Skill of the Week videos at crowncouncil.org. In addition, the series of webinars at crowncouncil.org can help train and retrain your team in more involved communication skills like financial arrangements and telephone skills. As mentioned before, we highly recommend that every team and team member attend the Total Patient Service Total Immersion course on a regular basis to stay immersed in the best verbal and communication skills in dentistry that will dramatically impact treatment acceptance on a daily basis. As you develop the communication pillar Seek out the best ways to keep your team informed, trained, and communicating at the very best level. Pillar number three, recognition. By now, it shouldn't be any secret that people work first for recognition and acknowledgement, next for challenge, then for growth, and then finally for money. Take away the recognition challenge and opportunities for growth and the team will flee at the first opportunity they have to make more money. We all want to know that our contribution to the team matters. So how do you build a pillar of recognition into your culture of success so that you reinforce more of the behaviors that you want that will make your practice successful? Let me take you to a practice in suburban Atlanta. It's 6.45 a.m., and the entire team is standing at attention in a circle in the practice break room. Everyone arrived early, dressed, fed, and prepared for the workday ahead. The first topic on the morning opportunity meeting agenda is, what's the best thing that happened in our office yesterday? In the brief seconds that follow, several team members recognize the efforts of other team members in helping patients accept treatment. Those few brief moments of recognition not only set the tone for the meeting, but a positive tone for the day. Now that same scenario plays out in Crown Council practices everywhere each day as they follow a system of recognition and acknowledgement that is driven by their morning opportunity meeting agenda that we discussed previously. At a recent Crown Council event, we presented leadership secrets from three world-class coaches who have led countless teams to numerous victories. One of those coaches was Coach Kevin Murphy, who has built one of the most successful high school swim teams in the country. Coach Murphy is known for his ability to build individuals who then make up great teams. 
one of his most well-known system is a swim meet that he holds each year where he recognizes the efforts of the fastest swimmer in each heat instead of each event. Each winner of a heat is given a rubber chicken. (laughs) That's right, a rubber chicken. It's just a token recognition of the efforts of those who are on the rise, who are doing things that need to be done to contribute to the team by becoming better. Crown Council teams everywhere have adopted the rubber chicken idea by awarding it each day to a team member who made a significant contribution to the team's success the day before. Silly, perhaps, but it's a reminder to everyone every day that it's the small victories that lead to big successes and that it takes efforts of every team member to make that happen. I'm familiar with a large group practice where the team has established the Lifesaver Award that's given to a team member who saves the day by pitching in, taking initiative without being told, or does something that helps the team be successful that day. Whomever receives the Lifesaver Award is then responsible for giving it out the next time, so everyone eventually has the chance to award the Lifesaver recognition, and everyone has the opportunity to receive it as well. Next, the Crown Council has become one of the few places in dentistry where team members have the opportunity to be recognized for their accomplishments and contribution to the team. Each year at the annual event, we recognize specific team members for their outstanding performance and contribution to the team as nominated by their own team. It's a great opportunity to give team members the chance to shine in a more public forum and let them know how much you appreciate them. All team members who are nominated are recognized for their contribution. The Crown Council makes an announcement each fall when nominations are being taken for team member recognition and award. You can also view the different award categories at crowncouncil.org under the Recognition tab, as well as view the award winner videos from the most current team member awards. For 20 years, the Crown Council has recognized the efforts of its members to engage in solid, proven business practices by awarding the designation of qualified member to those dentists and teams who complete all eight requirements for qualified membership. Those requirements are things that we believe that any quality dentist and team should be doing to continually improve as professionals and as a team. Qualified requirements include the following. One, patient feedback. Using a system for measuring patient satisfaction by continually asking for patient feedback in in writing. Two, team evaluations. Developing and using a system for internal team member evaluation and feedback at least twice a year. Three, clinical feedback. At least twice a year, participate in an evaluation of the clinical work you sent to your primary dental laboratory and in turn, give feedback to the lab on the work they send you. Four, team meetings. Plan and carry out a regular schedule of meaningful, productive team meetings. Five, Crown Council Mastermind Group. Participate in a mastermind group meeting at least three times each year where you exchange ideas and develop strategies for improving personally and professionally. Three, continuing education. Have at least a two-year written continuing education plan that shows a balance between clinical, management, and people skills training for the entire team. Seven, 
a financial plan, have a written financial plan that outlines the path to economic security in a defined time period with certification by your financial professional that the plan is being followed. Eight, doing good. Having a plan for your practice for doing good in the community and the world at large through the Smiles for Life campaign or some other charitable or humanitarian effort. Each year, the Crown Council recognizes qualified members at the annual event for their efforts to continually build a quality practice. Those are just a few examples of things you can do to build recognition into your culture of success. The key is to have a regular, ongoing program of recognition for your team. Pillar number four, doing good. There's an interesting phrase that has crept into our vocabulary when describing a business's charitable efforts. That phrase is giving back. Now, think about what that phrase implies. In order to give something back, you have to first take it in the first place. Somehow in our culture, there's an implied belief or mentality that making money or making a profit is bad and that we make up for our taking by giving back. Well, think again. If it weren't for our profit-making business like your practice, there'd be no tax revenues to redistribute through programs that help those in need and no charitable giving to worthy causes. Making a profit is not bad. It's the engine that makes everything work. In the Crown Council, we prefer to refer to our charitable efforts as doing good. Whether it's donating your time to do charitable dentistry, raising money through Smiles for Life, or doing humanitarian work, it's all doing good. When you think about it, there's a lot that you do in your practice to do good that goes beyond charity. For example, the fact that you have a business in the first place that provides jobs and a needed service to people in your community is doing good. The many things you do in your practice to make dental care more comfortable is doing good. Every time you learn a new procedure that you can provide for the health and benefit of your patients is doing good. Sit down with your team and list all of the things you do in your practice that do good. The list will be long and will highlight to everyone involved all the things you're doing to make a difference. When doing good, however, benefits a worthy cause, there's an even bigger benefit to the practice. Global survey company Roper Starch Worldwide has found that 67% of consumers will choose to buy from a business that's involved in cause-related marketing over a business that is not. Clearly, your efforts to do good that benefit a worthy cause have an impact on how people choose, and who they choose as their dentist. The culture of success pillar of doing good can be multifaceted. As you put the plan together for this pillar, there's just a few resources available through the Crown Council that you might want to include in your plan. One, Smiles for Life. The Smiles for Life campaign has become dentistry's largest cause-related marketing campaign. Having raised millions of dollars over the last 15 years for children's charitable projects, Smiles for Life provides an easy way for your practice to do good while generating new patients for your practice. Each year, from March through June, Crown Council practices offer teeth whitening in their market for a very reasonable fee. 
Instead of paying the fee to the office, patients make a charitable donation to the Smiles for Life Foundation. 50% of the money raised can be designated to go to a local charitable project in your community, while the other 50% goes to charitable projects around the country and the world to which the Crown Council has agreed to donate. Done right, Smiles for Life can be a powerful practice builder as you do good in your community and beyond. Two, dental humanitarian expeditions. For nearly a decade, the Crown Council has organized regular dental humanitarian expeditions in the Dominican Republic, where Crown Council dentists and team members work side-by-side with Dominican dentists and dental students to provide needed dental care to those in remote parts of that country who otherwise would not have access to care. What separates these expeditions from other humanitarian work is that the goal is not to just provide needed care, but to change an entire culture. By working side-by-side with local practitioners, we're leading by example and leaving behind a people who will continue to do their own expeditions to benefit their fellow countrymen. We're all familiar with the saying, give a man a fish and you feed him for a day. Teach a man to fish and you feed him for a lifetime. The Crown Council Dental Humanitarian Expeditions are teaching local providers and team members to fish or do good in their own country. The results speak for themselves, as Dominican dentists are now running the program that we started with their own expeditions with occasional support from Crown Council dental teams. In the meantime, the Crown Council will be opening up new countries where we will repeat the process. You can make part of your doing good pillar dental humanitarian expeditions organized by the Crown Council. It's a turnkey experience. All you have to do is sign up, book your flight, and show up. Everything else is provided and taken care of once your feet hit the ground. It's an easy, convenient, and meaningful way to do good. Three, miles for life. Miles for Life has become a significant part of the Crown Council doing good pillar of success. Each summer, a select number of Crown Council members and their partners saddle up for four days of continuing education and motorcycle adventure. All the proceeds from the Miles for Life ride go to Smiles for Life, benefiting our dental humanitarian efforts abroad. For me and my wife, Cheryl, it's become one of our favorite things that we do together each year. After all, where else do you get the opportunity to be so close to your best friend enjoying some of the most spectacular scenery in America with some good continuing education as well? You don't have to be a veteran motorcycle rider to to go. Be like me. I had to learn before I went the first time, and we've been doing it every year since. Hundreds of Crown Council members have made this part of their pillar of doing good. Now, those are just a few of the many things you can do to build the pillar of doing good in your practice. So get engaged, make a plan, involve your team as you do good as part of your efforts to continually build a culture of success in your practice. Pillar number five, input. One of the great myths in our culture is the myth of the self-made man or woman. You show me someone who says that they're self-made, and I'll show you someone who is ripe to fall from their pedestal of ego and pride. No one does it alone. We all need help. 
We all need input from those who are more experienced and wiser than we are to achieve and succeed. Making input part of your culture of success means that you're constantly looking for mentors and advice that will help you and your practice be more effective. Seeking input is a philosophy backed by regular action. For years, we've always said that it's easier to copy genius than it is to create mediocrity. So, here are just a few of the resources available through the Crown Council that you can use to copy genius and build the pillar of input into your culture of success. One, the Crown Council Mentor of the Month. Each month for the last 20 years, I've taken an hour to interview a mentor who I think has something of value to share with the Crown Council. Many times these mentors don't have anything to do with the dental industry, but what they do have to say has everything to do with accomplishment and success that can be applied to your business and your life. Some of my favorite mentors down through the years have been Olympic gold medalists, serial entrepreneurs, championship coaches, military leaders, as well as some of the best dentists in the world. Each month, we release a new Crown Council Mentor of the Month. You can also access the Crown Council Mentor of the Month archive at crowncouncil.org. Two, practice of the month. On a regular basis, we feature an outstanding Crown Council practice up close and personal as we go into their office with a video office tour and personal interviews with the doctor and team to discover what makes them successful. In every case, there's something to learn and copy that will help you achieve more and be more successful. The Practice of the Month archive is also accessible at crowncouncil.org. Three, roundtable meetings. Twice a year, Crown Council members gather in Dallas, Texas for two days of idea exchange in a mastermind group format facilitated by myself and the practice advisors at the Total Patient Service Institute. It's a unique opportunity to get input from other Crown Council members on improving your practice and your life. Topics include practice marketing, clinical techniques, practice management, practice planning, and much more. Roundtable meetings are an organized, facilitated way to get input and mentoring from some of the best in dentistry. Four, new this year to the Crown Council is the LEAD series. LEAD features a short leadership lesson on video every two weeks from successful coaches who share their philosophies and systems of accomplishment and success. Each new LEAD video is announced on the Crown Council email network as well as being available at crowncouncil.org. Five, the Crown Council email network. Now entering its 20th year, the Crown Council email network provides a continuous way to receive personal input on issues you're working on in your practice. Just ask another dentist will weigh in by sharing their own experience with whatever issue you're working on for improvement in your practice. Building the pillar of input into your culture of success may be one of the most important aspects of your ability to grow and adapt to the future. Things are constantly changing. Knowing what those changes are and determining how to adapt is one of the greatest benefits of input. Build your pillar of input today. Pillar number six, care. Taking care of those who take care of you is a critical pillar to a culture of success. For most team members, 
they may spend more time at their place of employment than nearly any other place. While most people have a support system at home through extended family or through their church, most employers are not going to sit idly by when there's a serious need or crisis in a team member's life. Creating a system to take care when the need arises beyond day-to-day employment can be one of the most powerful pillars creating a culture of success. The Crown Council has created some powerful resources to help you create a pillar of care in your practice. Here's just a few. One, the pillar of care starts with leading by example and preparation. It starts with taking care of your team when you, not, you may not be able to take care of yourself. Every year we get phone calls from teams who are facing an unexpected crisis, whether it's an illness or an accident that takes the dentist out of the office or the unexpected passing of the dentist, the team's left having to pull things together to keep the practice open while making long-term arrangements. While no one would ever wish for this type of scenario, being prepared for it is the responsible thing to do. It also teaches your team by example to do the same in their own lives. The Crown Council has created a resource for going through this plan entitled Expecting the Best, and preparing for the worst. It contains an outline of the things that every practice and every dentist needs to keep updated in order to protect the practice, the team, and the dentist's family in case of the unexpected. You can listen to the entire program and download the checklist by going to crowncouncil.org and searching for Expecting the Best. You may want to assign the checklist to a team member to pull all of the items and information together. On an annual basis, you might consider taking a half hour with the team to go through the details of what happens in the event that you're not available. It sends a powerful message to the team that you have them and your patients' best interest in mind, no matter what. Two, several years ago, the Crown Council created a special fund we call Eagles Outreach that provides funding to give help to Crown Council members who have emergencies or critical needs. Each year, the Crown Council quietly provides expertise, help, and organization to member practices that have an urgent situation. Examples include Crown Council members who have faced critical health crises that took them out of the office for a period of time. The Crown Council helped organize doctor staffing, which included many Crown Council members who volunteered their time to cover for the doctor. In many cases, Eagles Outreach provided funding to get expert help for the team in order to organize the resources needed to sustain the practice during the doctor's absence. Eagles Outreach is just one example of care as a pillar of creating a culture of success. Three, the Crown Council has a unique resource in its personal inventory of experience. Each Crown Council member is asked to complete a confidential, comprehensive survey of personal and professional experience. Anytime a Crown Council member has a specific need, whether it be advice on the purchase of a new piece of software or equipment to help with a personal issue or a family crisis, any Crown Council member may call or email the Crown Council office with that specific area in which they'd like advice and a query will be made into the inventory of experience to find the exact people who have had experience in that area who can advise or share their personal experience. It's just one more way to harness the power of the mastermind in the Crown Council. These are just a few of the care resources 
the Crown Council has created to help you build care into your culture of success. From there, you can build some practice-specific resources of your own that will help you take care of the people who take care of you. Pillar number seven, events. Years ago, at one of the early Crown Council annual events, we were fortunate to have Larry Wilson as a presenter and mentor. Larry is one of the most prolific trainers in America, having started and built three major corporate training companies. He is the author of The One-Minute Salesperson, Play to Win, and Changing the Game, as, as well as many other books. Larry shared that every organization needs a camping experience about every 90 days. A camping experience. Think about your most memorable camping experiences. If you're like me, you didn't get much sleep because the ground was hard and it was either too hot or too cold. Your food had dirt in it. You made, got smoke in your eyes. And most of the time, you, you talked about it for months afterwards with those with whom you went. In other words, it's a bonding experience. Now, the law of entropy states that matter over time gravitates to its lowest, most disorganized state. Hence, your clothes closet, your garage, your junk drawer, and your team. Left to ourselves, organizations just seem to come unraveled. That's why about every 90 days, every organization needs some type of bonding experience to pull everything and everyone back together to refocus on the purpose of the organization and work on the team, not just in it. To that end, as you build your event sequence into your culture of success, here are some Crown Council resources that will help. One, team meetings. As has been mentioned before, the most powerful cultures have a regular sequence of meaningful meetings. From the morning opportunity meeting, to the weekly meeting, to the monthly meeting, to quarterly review and annual meetings, you can determine the sequence of meetings and their purpose that will help you build the culture you want. To that end, it's a good idea to review the Crown Council webinar, To Meet or Not to Meet, in the webinar section of the crowncouncil.org. This webinar answers the question of what sequence of meetings makes sense and what the purpose of each is And what are the agenda items for each? It will help you construct meaningful, productive meeting time to support and build your culture. Two, plan camping experiences about every 90 days. The purposes of these experiences are typically held outside the office is to to pull the team back together to refocus on the purpose of the practice and build the relationships within the team that make that purpose a daily reality. These experiences might include continuing education that you attend together, other businesses that you visit as a team to see how they do business, inviting guests to do a presentation for your team, uh, doing some type of community service together, or doing just something fun together like a bowling tournament. You decide. The purpose is to do something together that will build and support the culture and help your team reconnect in a meaningful way so they can work together better. These experiences need to be pre-planned at least a year in advance so you can block out the time and plan a productive time together. Three, 
the Crown Council annual event. The annual event has become one of the most significant experiences for many Crown Council teams. Held early in the year, the Crown Council annual event is designed to be a significant team experience filled with personal growth, team improvement, and recognition for significant accomplishment and contribution by team members. For many teams, it's one of the most significant events in the year that builds a culture of success in the practice. Details on the next annual event can be found at crowncouncil.org under the annual event tab. Now, these are just a few ideas that you can use to create meaningful events in your practice that will create a culture of success. Now, you create your plan. So, the seven pillars of a culture of success. Pillar one, orientation. Pillar two, communication. Pillar three, recognition. Pillar four, doing good. Pillar five, input. Pillar six, care. And pillar seven, events. Each pillar has a significant purpose and objective to help build a culture of success in your practice. Start today to incorporate these seven elements in your practice by doing the following. One, sit down as a team and discuss all seven pillars. Two, assign a specific person the accountability to develop each of the different pillars. For example, you might want to appoint a specific person with the help of others to plan and carry out pillar seven, events. That team member would plan and carry out several events during the year. Or you might assign different people, one to each event. You decide what fits your team best, but assigning specific people to each pillar is the way to get it done. Three, you might consider working as a team to develop one or two of the pillars over a three-month period of time so that over 12 months you have a plan put together to carry out all seven on an ongoing basis. Culture in any organization comes about in one of two ways, by design and development or by accident. It's the purpose of the Crown Council to help you create a culture of success by design with the building blocks and resources to make it a reality. As we stated at the beginning of this program, we've never met a team or a team member who did not want a great place to work. Everyone wants that. Few realize the time, effort, and energy and personal commitment that it takes to create a culture of success in which to work. The seven pillars of a culture of success provide some critical building blocks to make your practice culture one in which everyone wants to work. We hope you'll use the resources being continually created by the Crown Council to create a culture of success in your practice. It's a habit that successful teams have developed to create a culture of success. Thank you.